From KCSU Studios in Fort Collins, Colorado, this is International Voices. Hey everyone, and welcome to International Voices, a podcast that shares the perspectives and experiences of international students studying at Colorado State University. My name is John Hildebrand, and I am your host. This week, I sat down with Catherine Lopez Ambrosio, a master's student in the Material Sciences program. More specifically, she is focusing her research on the 3D printing of bone tissue. Catherine's from Bucaramanga, Colombia, and this is her second semester here at CSU. In our conversation, we talk about the hopelessness of winter finally coming to a close, strange foods you can find in Colombia, one of those being fried ants who got some serious junk in the trunk, some useful Spanish phrases if you find yourself struggling to express your feelings, ways in which pop culture can shape the narrative of a place into something it really isn't, and how to be happy with what you've got. I'm even more excited than I've ever been to someday visit Colombia, and I think you will be too after listening to this episode. Please keep listening and enjoy my conversation with Catherine. Catherine, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thanks for being here. I'm very excited to talk to you today and get to know a little bit more about your experience and where you're from. I'm excited too. Uh, I think we have a lot to talk about, so uh, let's get started. Okay. Can you describe your hometown to someone who's never been there? Originally, I'm from Bogota, but I was raised in Bucaramanga, so probably I will call Bucaramanga my hometown. It's a small city in the mountains, like northeast of Colombia, and it's beautiful. It's always sunny. You wake up and you will look everywhere, and you will have huge mountains. It's clean, like in like Colombia standards. It's super clean. I heard that Bucaramanga is is known as the beautiful city in Colombia. Yes, because it is. <laughs> because it is. <laughs> and I also saw that I think it has the most parks of any city in Colombia as well. Yes. Actually, I don't know the correct number. By the way, like probably in every neighborhood we will have one or two parks. I think that that makes a transition to Fort Collins pretty natural because we have mountains. Yeah. It's clean, and we seem to have a lot of green space as well. I think a lot of people, a lot of Americans, when they think about Colombia, they think about, like, the nice. beaches. <laughs> like, really, really, <laughs> really, really warm weather and beaches. But up in the mountains, it's pretty, it gets pretty cold, right? So, the weather in in Colombia, the, uh, the the weather of the city depends on the altitude of the city. So if the city is located pretty high, the, it's colder that is, than if it's, it's located next at the level of the sea. So my city is like 1,400 meters above of the level of the sea. So it's like between 70 and 80 Fahrenheit. Mm. All year long. Oh, nice. Yes, beautiful. That, sound, that sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've been in winter all this time and it's finally getting warm outside, I realize yeah. how, how much better I I feel and how much better I function when it's warm. Yeah. Um, haven't you noticed, like, surround you, the peop- that is people is happier. Also, everybody's super happy, super excited, energetic, like sun and warm weather make life 
way better. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone around me seems like they're in a better mood. I'm in a better mood. And I, I think it's like spring is like this new uh, season of life, right? Everything starts growing again. And I feel like it's the same for people. Like yeah. People come back to life. I think like seasons are like the hope, the cycle of hope. So winter is the hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's pretty like, oh, yes, it's getting better. And then uh, summer is like the peak. And then again, it starts coming down. And then you see the, all the leaves falling off the trees and you say, uh-oh. It's coming. <laughs> that was period is coming again. Winter's coming. <laughs> so I have a heater in my room, and all the time I got home, I turn around, and my friends are. That's the Colombinator. <laughs> Colombinator. Colombinator. I like. You should patent that. You should. You should uh, design a new high efficiency heater and sell it to Colombians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What is one food from your country that you recommend everyone try? Oh. Probably um, ajiaco is a soap. It's like that is from the uh, from the Colum- from Bogota from that part of the country, but it has chicken and it's like kind of a cream soup. I don't know, it's delicious. But also I love empanadas. So empanadas is like you can get it everywhere. It's like f- you can have breakfast with it. You can have lunch, dinner, or like um, I don't know. It's so good. Empanadas. So you, you can survive solely on empanadas yes. if you wanted to. What's your what's what are some typical fillings for the empanadas? <laughs> they have different depending on the city. In my city, I think they have like a lot of kind of empanadas. So next to my uh, the university, I went to college. They have um, beef, chicken, uh, pork. They have rice and chicken. Um, all of those with like rice or with potato they have also some with trims like they have so many kinds but like my favorite i think it's beef just beef, beef. i i love empanadas there's a place in denver that really? i used to go to all the time I, I i miss it so much i need to go there yeah like i'm craving for colombian food but i can imagine are there any foods that that are traditional in colombia that americans might find kind of strange or bizarre Oh yes, um, that is a lot. So, oh maybe not just like food, but like ways to eat it. So in the soup, I always put banana on it. Like while eating, I put pieces of banana on it. Of it, s- sweet banana. Yes, sweet banana. <laughs> Interesting. I love it. Uh, we have this called like um, arroz atollado. That is like rice with like some vegetables and like chicken. And we um we put also hot dogs on it, and you put ketchup. And we put I think we put hot dogs in everything. So <laughs> so we put hot dogs in lent- in lentils. We have hot dogs for breakfast. Uh, but no with ketchup. Ketchup is just for dinner or lunch, but not for breakfast. You don't have ketchup for breakfast. Do you do you just do you cook the hot dogs with something like with eggs or do you? Yes. Just eat? Okay. I cook. I can't eat. Hot dogs with everything. <laughs> I mean, Americans, like, hot dogs are kind of a, like, sort of an American staple. Like, if you think about, like, going to a baseball game, you always get a hot dog. Yeah. So maybe Americans could get on board with this hot dogs on everything thing. Any other foods you can think of that might be strange? Um, we have, oh, from my city, Bukaramanga, but that is just from Bukaramanga. We have ants. Yeah, so there is these huge ants, and they have a big bat, 
Uh -huh. So it's called like beat back and <laughs> in Spanish. So the the translation would be hormigas culonas. Uh -huh. And then people put it on the oven or they fry them and you just eat it like if it were peanuts. Or... Like a snack. Yeah. And do you like them? Do you eat them? Uh, when they are fresh, actually, they are really good. But if they are all like, I don't like the taste that much. The only thing um, I'm not used to is not like I go to the store and buy it. But I have eaten sometimes and like, it's like you feel the legs. <laughs> <laughs> you might have some legs. Yeah, it's like you feel the legs. <laughs> so big butt ants. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, so if you're in Bucaramanga in Colombia, you should... Give it a shot. Oh, for fresh. sure. If they are fresh. You have to ask the seller, like, are they fresh? Don't scam me. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best yes. big buttons. Are, what, what is the flavor? Does it taste like a... You, you mentioned peanuts, but is it... No, it doesn't taste like peanuts. I don't have, like, a flavor I can, like, relate it to, but... I don't know. It's like, you have to try it. It's just things like, if you go to Colombia and you're going to be just once in your life, at least once, you have to try it. Be, uh, that's what the way I think. I, I agree with that. I think you have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yes. So I think bugs especially get Americans out of their comfort zone. We don't eat too many bugs around here. No, you barely eat like, the parts of the cow that is not like first meat. I don't know how you call it here. But the cow have different kinds of meat, like the best one that is the fillet, and then the other is not that great. That you don't need it here. Okay, so during your initial months in the U.S., what's something you experienced about American culture that you initially found surprising or confusing? Um, before coming here, I've really I think I have the misconception of the preconcept that all the Americans wear white blue eyes and then you realize that it's not that it's a really diverse um, culture like you can see of somebody with like Asian being Asian descendant and being here for being American or Indian the same way Latin so it's really diverse I think that is something about I found that it wasn't what I was thinking nobody no everybody's like blue eyes white and you mentioned that you had lived near DC mm -hmm. and that's where you did your exchange program yes. and that's DC is obviously a very diverse area mm -hmm. uh, a lot more so than Fort Collins oh yes Yes. So I'm sure that that was that was initially was a, a strong impression from from the DC area. Yeah, and then coming from DC to here, uh, the also the cultural shock, uh, realizing I thought okay, it was uh, United States is super diverse, and then I come to Fort Collins and it's, uh, the um, white race is predominant here. And also the difference of the kind of people, more laid back, more chill, um, not caring so much about like how they dress, of the appearance. While in DC, everybody's super uptight and super like, I have to worry. And I don't know, so different. Do you think in Colombia then, is there more of a social pressure to adhere to the the aesthetic like the aesthetic the beauty oh yes yeah oh yes i think i think that's something not that great about us yes um, um being good looking well dressed uh, trending clothes um yes it's a big part all the girls have to look pretty and be perfect and i just kind of don't buy that 
Like I like to, if I like to get rid of this because I like it for me, but no, for because it's for other people. Yeah, I've I've heard the same thing about Colombian culture that there is a lot of pressure to meet a certain standard. Yes, and I think it's horrible. It sounds it sounds hard. So it's it's um, I appreciate that about Fort Collins is there's not that same kind of pressure. There's almost a pressure in the opposite direction of like instead of usually when people will ask you instead of what do you do for a living, for example, like you said mm-hmm. in in, in DC, people here ask first what do you do for fun but <laughs> yeah. then there's almost a competitive nature to like how many mountains have you climbed <laughs> have do you, you done cli- the 14er <laughs> exactly for there's so much pressure for like oh oh how many 14ers have you climbed oh only 12 <laughs> i've climbed 14 yeah 14. that's true and like for me being in grad school is like i barely can't sleep and like have sunrise and like go for groceries it's like no i haven't done anything what has been your biggest challenge in adjusting to the culture here? Uh, probably my confidence in my English, like in the way I speak. Uh, I articulate uh, phrases differently, so um, people sometimes don't understand me, even though I'm speaking in English. <laughs> yeah, that can be really challenging, when, especially when you know, when you know the phrase, you know the word, and you're saying it. But you might just use a different emphasis or a different accent. Yeah. yeah, that too. And also they sometimes don't understand my accent. I think my accent is pretty strong. So I just end up sometimes spelling the word for the person. <laughs> yeah. Do you write it out for them? No, I just spell them. And they, bro, sometimes people is really slow. Like when they spell people, they are like, uh, and trying to pull uh, to pull all the words together. And then it's like, oh, you were saying... They were whatever word I say, I'm saying, but yeah. Do you find most people are pretty patient though, if they if they don't understand what you're saying the first time? Um, there is two kind of ways people respond, uh, how I talk. There's people that don't understand. They say and they make the face that they don't understand, and they ask you what. And there's people that is just like let it go, and they don't ask, and they don't make you feel that you don't understand. I kind of prefer the first one. Because uh, in that way, we can really have like a real conversation and like learn something of the other one. But if you just let it go, it's like, it's not, it's not going to go farther, like the conversation. Because yeah. then it's like, you remember this time I told you that? And they were like, they are like, oh, no, I don't remember. And it's like, okay, you were not understanding what I was saying that day. <laughs> <laughs> they just, uh, they just continued with whatever they were doing. Yeah. What is a popular misconception about Colombia, and how is it incorrect? Oh, for sure, the drugs. The drugs is a big problem, cocaine. Actually, I have never seen somebody like doing drugs in Colombia or like selling them. No. Uh, maybe another misconception, we don't live in the trees. I have gotten that question. Can You've you actually been asked if you live in a treehouse? Yes. Like People think that we are super... Yeah, um, we are uh, a country in development, but we have big cities, organized cities. Cities like, I could say, for me, New York is, Bogota is like New York, like that, metropolis, uh, big buildings, people in a rush, stuff like that. We have big cities and houses and internet, internet everywhere, in your phones, in your houses, in the restaurants, so... Yeah, it's it's still the 21st century in, in <laughs> yes. Colombia as well as here. The the drugs is an interesting thing. I think 
a lot of what we see in our pop culture are things like the show, you know, the show Narcos. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> because all we hear about is the, the drug wars, Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Um, I think I have heard for too many people, Colombians and Americans and different people, people love the show. Probably it's a really well-produced show, but it's, that's not the reason I hate it. Uh, so Colombia have a lot of people don't know a lot of about Colombia, and so if you don't know a lot about Colombia and you then you see the show, you will think that what you see in the show is how it is now or how um, oh how it was of that 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 is how we are and it is not you know Colombian people is so friendly so nice so caring so happy i think we're happy people <laughs> i think all of my experiences have have definitely supported that like i've always i felt like a really vibrant lifestyle and and a way of being around colombians and i think you're right about sometimes these pop culture exports can be really dangerous because they they give this picture of a place that's not accurate Mm-hmm. And like I, I like the show for like it's a guilty. Great, it's a great show. I know, totally guilty, right? It's fine. It's a great, it's a great show, but it's a show, right? It's mm-hmm. a, it's like a dramatic recreation of loosely based on on, on the reality, reality, right? But I think that's dangerous whenever you assume that's how things are from something that's fiction. Yes. So the thing is, like, Colombia is not a really big, city, uh, big country unknown. So if you don't know anything, you will think, like, oh, that is the way it is. And, like, we are, like, um, that everybody is bad or everybody is on drugs or everybody is selling drugs. Most of the people have normal jobs. There is doctors, engineers. We are in country in development. We are trying to be better, you know. Yeah, there's always another side to, the, to what you what you've heard and what you think you know. So I'd say talk to Colombians, get to know, <laughs> listen to the podcast yeah. and be curious because I think Go a to a party more. with Colombians, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it will be just drinks. <laughs> <laughs> dancing? Yeah, a lot of dancing. Yeah. Is there a word or phrase in Spanish that doesn't have a translation in English but that you wish did? Yes. <laughs> there is a lot of phrases. But like for, um, I think for feelings... We have, you just have, I love you. That is like, okay, you have, I love you. So we have two words. And one is like the baby step of I love you. That is te quiero. So it's like when you care about the person, when you have feelings about the person, but it's not as strong as te amo. Like when you, te amo is I love you. And when I you love that person is like the strongest. But you can say, you can have friends and say, te quiero, you're important to me. Mm, so I think that one is important one. I think sometimes in relationships, couples, and I don't know if this is just an American thing, but we get so caught up in this, when do we tell someone that we love them? Yeah. So I, I love the idea that there's like a baby step. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I care about you. It's like Because, yeah, that's like such a much pressure. And then I feel sometimes that it's somebody tell me I love you is like what should I do like in, in which way do you mean I love you it's like in the mean that I care about you or like I do really love you so 
yeah, I think having some some more specific phrases would be really really <laughs> useful for us out there. Yeah. So that's that's a good idea. I like that. What's what's a lesson that Colombians could learn from Americans? Colombians could learn from Americans their respect for each other. Oh yeah, people here, Ricks. Even though like maybe you don't get to know the other person, you don't do actions that can hurt the other people. So they respect a lot. Uh, they're respectful of the other, respect waiting in line, uh, you don't throw trash, um, you wait, you stop in the stop when you let people cross. So I think that's really good, like uh, social behavior. And also I think they help for each other. Like when you are in a group, everybody helps in order like to complete, to achieve the goal. Um, everybody... Um, put their grain and make it war. So I think that's something that Colombians we should learn. Instead of like damage the other one or like try not to do something and that the rest of the team do it. You um, get involved, do it too, collaborate. What on the flip side, what's one lesson Americans could learn from Colombians? How to be happy with little. <laughs> like um, sometimes, and I don't want to be uh, mean, but sometimes I feel uh, Americans don't don't realize how much they have and uh, how much uh, how fortunate they grew up or like um, that is real uh, no not real but <laughs> it is real everywhere like the levels of poverty in Colombia when if you are poor are really like it's not it's something that you won't see here you know so being here poor is like almost medium class in Colombia. So being happy with little, um, you know, people here is like, if they don't have their last iPhone or they don't have internet, they they are like mad and they think that's like a huge problem when it's really not a huge problem. So I think that's something that Americans could learn from Colombia, how to be happy or how to appreciate things. I, I love that you mentioned that because... <laughs> I've noticed that in my travels, I haven't been to Colombia specifically, but I've been to a lot of developing countries. And one thing that I noticed there is you notice that there is a lot more extreme poverty, but you also notice that people seem happier. And so we have this syndrome here in America where we're so, like you mentioned, we're so caught up with the next thing, this, this kind of materialism. And sometimes it takes the perspective of, of going to a place that is less affluent and you you see people working together and supporting each other and celebrating things that we have and we just we take for granted. Yeah, so yeah, I think so. Like here is like I should be doing this or should having that, I will be happier. Like I have I I listen that here a lot. Like I will be happier if I were already graduated and then I have a car and I have a job and I have a house. And I I think like if you get all the stuff and you don't you don't realize you won't be happier because you will want more. While if you enjoy what you have right now, where the moment you are living Thanks, make you happy. Like, I wake up every day grateful, you know. Yeah, I'm super grateful for life. I am super grateful the opportunity I'm having here, you know. How many Latin Colombian there are studying abroad, um, doing their masters. I'm an engineer. Uh, uh, I have a place to sleep. I can walk. I, um, I'm learning, so I'm, you have to be grateful. 
Yeah. And I think all it takes is a perspective. All it takes is a decision to say, I'm going to look at what I have rather than what I don't have yet. That's, that's a great piece of advice. So (laughs) people out there listening, make sure you appreciate what you have. Take a look at what you have. Do you have any final thoughts for listeners? Anything that you want to encourage people to do or think about? I think everybody should go to Colombia. It's a great experience. Uh, you shouldn't be afraid. Like, it's, I think it's secure. For sure, don't show your phones. Don't talk with your phones on the street. Like, that's a, like a, a the advice because, yeah, we have like thieves on the streets. But it's really safe. Nothing is going to happen. Uh, drink water, of bottled water, because your bodies are not used to. And then you will be fun. You will have so much fun. People is really nice. It's really caring. People is always like, uh, people love uh, tourists. They will try to um, to help you. You are lost. Uh, they're really nice. And also, I think all, you should try to go to the not-that-tourist places. So besides Cartagena, that is one of the most cities. Go to the small cities. Go to Bucaramanga. Go to the this called the Eje Cafetero, where is the the crop the coffee crops. It's beautiful. Cali, the salsa, the Amazonas, like the the jungle. So many places that is to go. That is just not the tourist part. I'm gonna take your advice. I'm, <laughs> I'm already ready to move there. <laughs> it's awesome. You should. No, I I think it sounds amazing and I love your perspective on things and thank you so much for coming on and sharing them with us. Thank you for inviting me. I was really excited. (laughs) Good. Well, I was glad and we had a great conversation. So thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a follow on social media where you can check out our upcoming guest lineup, keep up with new developments and submit listener questions or comments. Our Facebook page is at INTL Voices Podcast. Our Instagram handle is international underscore voices. Or feel free to send us a good old-fashioned email at internationalvoicespodcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in connecting with the international community here at CSU, come check out some of the events put on by the Office of International Programs. You can find the events calendar on our website at international.colostate.edu. Thanks as always to KCSU 90.5 for hosting the show. Remember, we've all got a story to tell, and those stories have a tremendous power to connect us. Find the courage to share your voice and listen to others in order to make this world a kinder, more connected, and more beautiful one.